FrameBridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite art prints, posters, and travel photos. With Father's Day around the corner, FrameBridge also makes the perfect gift. And select gifts ship next day. Go to FrameBridge.com and use promo code AMR to save an additional 15% off your first order. Thanks to Calm, the number one mental wellness app, for its continued support of Another Mother Runner. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. Calm is offering you an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash AMR. See the beauty of the Rose City by doing the Portland Marathon presented by OHSU Health. The race boasts four epic bridge crossings, a downtown start and finish, and a tour through the most iconic landmarks and neighborhoods. Use code AMR for $10 off registration at portlandmarathon.com. Hello and welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training for and racing in endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. I am the first to admit that I thought I would be mostly immune to the symptoms of perimenopause, which is also known as the menopause transition these days. My body has been fit since I was about 18 years old. I prioritize my sleep. I haven't had too many issues with my uterus and ovaries, minus some some fibroids in Houston a long time ago. I eat healthy at least 80% of the time, and I try to limit caffeine and alcohol most of the time. It turns out, while those healthy lifestyle factors help, they certainly don't stop the fluctuating hormones. (laughs) Those those ladies are going to fluctuate whether you want them to or not, and the symptoms are going to come most of the time. You may know these symptoms intimately. Night sweats, hot flashes, ridiculous mood swings, a foggy mind, anxiety and or depression, a low libido, constipation. Do I need to go on? Probably not. I know them intimately. I'm waking in the middle of the night with a soaked tank top. I'm crying at the dinner table for no reason. I study nutrition labels for fiber like I'm cramming for the SATs. And I spend at least 30 minutes a day looking for my keys or my phone or my notebook or some days just, you know, a little slice of sanity. So despite perimenopause having a moment in the media these days, it's really not talked about a lot. And so today we want to have the beginning of a discussion. We're bringing in two very knowledgeable women to talk about it. The first is Ellie Kempton, who you guys probably know. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist who designs a variety of nutrition programs for AMR and specializes in hormones in her private practice. And Stacey Ingstead, a mom of four kids, three dogs, and one cat who lives in Valley City, North Dakota, and who is going to be 50 in August and is on her perimenopausal journey, which, you know, just sounds like rainbows and unicorns. So welcome, ladies. Excited to have you both. Oh, thanks, Dimity. This is so fun to be here. And I just am so grateful we're opening up this conversation. This is a conversation that 
I absolutely love having. It's a pivotal part of my practice because it's helping women understand their bodies and build a relationship with their bodies. And I think there's just so little, so few conversations that are had around this. So this is absolutely a delight. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Are you ready, Stacey? You ready to rock and roll? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Well, so um, we'll kind of go back and forth because um, Ellie, uh, we adore you, but I think I can say with certainty that you are not in perimenopause yet, right? You would be correct. <laughs> you know probably more about it than all of us listening combined. <laughs> so anyway, let's start with a clinical definition of perimenopause, Ellie. What exactly is it and when does it happen? Well, that is just the tricky part is that perimenopause, a working definition of it is going to be different for every single woman, which is why this conversation has to be had because it's a really personalized journey. So let's actually start with a working definition of menopause, and then we'll work back from there. So menopause, as many of your listeners probably know, it is clinically defined as 12 months without a cycle. But here's the tricky thing perimenopause, the journey toward menopause can last for up to 10 years. So just the tracking of the cycle alone is absolutely not enough to identify where you are per se, because it could start four years out from a, an absence of a cycle for 12 months, or it could start 10 years out. Some women start experiencing perimenopausal symptoms in their early 30s. And it's just this dance. It truly is a dance where estrogen starts to fluctuate. And with estrogen fluctuating, you're going to start seeing cortisol dance around a little bit, which of course is where you start to kind of feel all shades of crazy. Um, but the big piece of the puzzle, the puzzle that I talk about the most in my practice, and I think the most pivotal piece to this journey toward menopause is when is the, the journey that progesterone makes, it starts to decrease as we age. And that decrease in progesterone is really at the helm of a lot of the symptoms that women are starting to feel in their body. Nice, nice. Well, and that's so interesting because I was doing some research before this and I was on the um, PubMed, you know, where they, they gather all the scientific studies and the women's was it, I think it's called the Wim, Journal of Women's Health, and they call it yes. an ill-defined period of time. And I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, this is, you know, uh, the w Journal of Women's Health. Like they should have some handle around this and it's ill-defined. And I'm like, you know, so that, no wonder a lot of us are just like, hmm, am I here? Am I there? Where? No idea where we are on the spectrum. And that sums it up. Exactly. It is very much a nebulous experience or uh, it, it really is relatable. So when women start to talk about it, I think there's so many aha moments, but there's not any one thing you can pin it on until you really see that absence of the period. So it's something worth talking about. Totally. Well, and so if somebody is tracking their period or also in tune with their body, how do you know if you're in perimenopause, Ellie? Right. Well, it's going to show up differently for everyone. But I think the first thing that I often see percolate to the surface is sleep disturbances. Women come into my practice and they're like, what the heck? I am up at 2 a.m. And if I'm drinking, I'm up for the rest of the night. I never fall back asleep. That never used to happen. So insomnia is the first thing that I start to see. And that, again, the first thing I'm going to look at is their progesterone levels because of the role, the intricate role that progesterone plays in keeping you asleep and suppressing your cortisol. So as maybe, um, as unrelated as it might sound to, to perimenopause, sleep is the very first one. 
And then of course, when you're not sleeping, what happens? It trickles down into your fatigue levels. And then before you know it, you're snapping at your kids, snapping at your dogs and, and it all trickles back to, or, or circles back to that, that poor sleep that you're starting to get. Stacy, you don't snap at your dogs, do you? You do. No, only love, only yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy's our unicorn. We just brought in a unicorn. <laughs> well, and so I mean, so what? What else? I mean, because um, what else, Ellie? Am I thinking about? Because I mean, you know, going back to you know, I talked a little bit about what was going on for me, and I don't think I've really ever had a hot flash, but I definitely have night sweats. Um, yeah. Like I don't think that. I mean, my sleep is you know okay. It's definitely not as good as it used to be, but. Yet I definitely have these moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I, I you know, and, and not, not, this is not disrespectful at all, but I feel like I'm losing my mind, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I cannot remember where my keys are. I don't know, you know, if I called my mom yesterday, like I just, I, it's, it's crazy because, you know, as someone who's used to having it quote unquote together, it's kind of scary almost, right? Yeah, you're losing touch with certain things that you used to confidently have access to, like memory and brain clarity and even, I mean, motivation and drive. That's a big one that I see start to dissipate where maybe you were this energizer bunny who used to wake up, go for your run at 530 in the morning and take on the day. And as testosterone and progesterone and estrogen shift, you can feel those shifts in motivation. And while it doesn't feel like a software upgrade at the time, if we change how we eat and live slightly to accommodate these shifts, it can be a software upgrade. Everything that's happening, you just need to understand what shifts are being made so that you can shift to meet it where it's at, where your hormones are at. And that's the, that's the empowering thing. All right. Well, we're going to talk about upgrading our software. Hopefully it's as easy, <laughs> Hopefully it's as, easy as just pushing a button. Ellie, can you promise uh, that? <laughs> I just um, wanted no promises to... there. No okay. Promise. All right. All right. Well, and so, um, so Stacy, how did you know that you were in perimenopause? Can you talk a little bit about, um, you're, again, you're about to be 50. The average age of perimenopause or menopause in the United States, just so you know, is 51. Um, so, you know, um, you and I are kind of both on the verge if we're average, but we're still far from average. So anyway, yeah. Stacy, how do you know you were in perimenopause? Well, I, I really didn't. Um, I, obviously I work with Ellie outside of, uh, you know, as a one-on-one client and I was working with her in another program she does. And we had just, we were working on a quarter talking about hormones and talking about signs and symptoms of different hormones and cortisol, different things being out of balance. And I still have very regular periods. Like I am a clockwork person. I swear in another life, I was one of those farm wives who went out in the field and delivered 17 children and just, (laughs) I've never ever had issues with any like reproductive issues ever in my life. And, um, but as she was as we were going through this material and talking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have some of these symptoms, but my period's normal. Um, Well, it was not exactly normal, but it was like a regular timeframe. So when I reached out to Ellie, I'm like, here's the big things that were really bugging me were fatigue. When you were talking about like that motivation and that fatigue, I used to be able to get up, go all day, work full-time, take care of my four kids, chase my pets, you know, and just keep going. And that had taken a noticeable, that had made a noticeable change. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, the other thing. And I was kind of blaming it on sleep because I would have a little bit of trouble falling asleep, 
and then a little bit of trouble staying asleep if I woke up during the night. Sure. Um, and so when she, when I kind of laid everything out for Ellie, she's like, Oh, yep. Oh. And then the other thing was I, my periods, they would start really normally, but I would have like a day that was so heavy that it like impacted what I was going to do for the day. And like, I teach fitness classes, so you can't be soaking through, you know, feminine products when you're up in front of a class. (laughs) I'm not laughing. That's, that's, that's horrifying. I mean, I'm not laughing at that other than relatable. It's always on my mind. That anxiety is then trickling into how you're performing and how you're living your life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like every pair of bottoms that I was wearing to the gym or out running or everything was black because what else can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, and I want to just stop for a second because I think that um, you know, especially people who are listening to this, we are athletes. We are more than more more often than not type A. And um, when you all of a sudden cannot sustain the routine that you used to, you, I took it personally. Right. I, I, I was like, okay, you just got to try harder, Dimity. Like, come on, you know, even though your kids are older, you know, you can still get up at five 30, that bike is ready for you, you know, and, and instead of trying to, um, make it, you know, give it, give my body some of the responsibility and the, 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 the course of a human life, a female human life, some responsibility, it was all on my lack of discipline, which, you know, as anyone can, can, is listening now, you, you know, we are not undisciplined people, you know, this is, that right. is not our problem, right? Well, we're, we are trained to treat our bodies like machines. And if yeah. there's a blinking light on the machine, we are so beautifully trained and practiced to put something over it and cover up that blinking light and just move on. I mean, yeah. it's called grit. Yeah. And this is where we maybe just entertain the idea that you can have grit and tune into what's going on at the same time, making you a more powerful version of yourself. Right. And like, let's, I mean, Dimity, you're in the same boat as me being close to my age. Like the pandemic didn't help. Right. So I could blame a few extra pounds. I could blame that on the pandemic. I could blame my lack of motivation on the pandemic. I wasn't doing my normal things for a few months you know, and, but the closer I looked at it, I'm like, mm, no, I yeah. don't think that's what it is. I think it's something else. Yeah. It's definitely like, that was, that was part of the perfect storm. But if you took that away, I think it would still happen. The pandemic. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and so, um, so you said, you know, you did, Stacey you alluded to, you did some, some one-on-one work with Ellie. Was there a tipping point or was it just seeing those symptoms and just being like, okay, I need some more insight here or talk about what kind of why you push the the button to get the reset button <laughs> or upgrade button that we're all going to figure out why, yeah. why you pursued that. So, well, I'm kind of a nerd by nature. Like I'm very geeky. I love science. My, my background's in healthcare. I have a bachelor's degree in nursing and I love to investigate things. I drive my husband crazy because I rattle off facts <laughs> that he doesn't care about 24 seven. And I, so I was really interested in the science, like Mm -hmm. what is going on in my body. And so, um, I'm either Ellie's dream student or nightmare student. I'm not (laughs) sure. 
Because on Dreamboat, model <laughs> student. Here, Stacy and I are like literally drawing her hormones out on my whiteboard, really isolating where we're seeing estrogen, dance with progesterone and testosterone. And I look across at Stacy and her eyes are just lit up. She is soaking it all in. It's it was um, that was a jam session. Right. Because it finally made sense. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, Ellie ordered um, some lab work. And when it came back, we looked at it and I'm like, oh, well, this explains why these things are happening. And then I didn't feel like I was losing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, aha, there's an explanation and I'm not abnormal and I'm not losing it. I mean, that's debatable, but <laughs> I'm really, it was, there was a, there was a, a reason there was, I wasn't just, you yeah, know, there, there was a, there was a, a very concrete, tangible reason in numbers, in hormones, in your body's chemistry that you could say, and that's so helpful to, mm-hmm. um, to have that backup and not just be like, wow, well, Stacy, you put on pounds because you're, you know, you're just getting older and you're less motivated. Yeah. You're yeah. lazy. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so Ellie, you talked a little bit about um, kind of our go, go, go lifestyle, but, you know, it seems like perimenopause is having a trendy moment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not in a good way, <laughs> although <laughs> it's good to talk about it, of course, but I mean, it just, it's, it is, um, it, sometimes it feels like it's everywhere to me. Um, do you see that in your practice? Are there things that are contributing to the severity of overall cases right now? Like people are, are more aware of it because of the intensity of their symptoms? Yes, I think it's twofold. First of all, I think that women are willing to talk about it a little bit more, making us maybe perceive there's more intensity, but I appreciate that, that there's a conversation being had on social media, but I'm even just talking about a lot of my clients are willing to open up this conversation out on a run or really talk to their husband about how they're feeling during different portions of their cycle, which just makes me so happy. The other piece of it though, is to Stacy's point, we've all weathered two plus years of heightened cortisol and cortisol is like taking a magnifying glass. Cortisol is an amazing hormone, but with this heightened influx of cortisol, we are going to be illuminating the source of the imbalance. And I look at this as a blessing in disguise because it means we're going to deal with it before we might have otherwise dealt with it. So the pandemic is just kind of putting a spotlight on what we get to work on. And I think the predominant issue that I'm seeing is that this heightened cortisol is exacerbating our blood sugar regulation. And that plays such a big role in hormone balance. So that's where I start with everyone coming in and I'm seeing a hormone imbalance or even just shifting hormones. Cause I don't want to give the impression that perimenopause is always hormone imbalance. It's shifting hormones. And we need to understand what that shift is. And I take it very seriously. It's like my mission to help women understand what that shift is. And when there's blood sugar dysregulation, the shift is off kilter. So I am definitely seeing a trend of more people talking about it, but more uh, intensified symptoms of this shift. Okay. Nice. Nice. Are there other things that are bringing in? I mean, I, I mean, okay. You know, let's just be honest, the pandemic, a lot of us were maybe, um, you know, having maybe a second glass of wine or, um, you know, maybe (laughs) not eating as healthy as we should have been just because we're home, we're baking, we're stressing, we need to, we're emoting, we're all that stuff. 
Absolutely. I think uh, really what I'm seeing is just a propensity towards feeling this sense of deep puff and inflammation for a variety of reasons. It could be that the increase in baking, the increase in stress, the increase in alcohol, whatever it might be. But I think that is definitely a theme. It's feeling like you're stuck in this cycle of resorting to easy buttons. And I'm committed to teaching women how to swap out their easy button for a reset button, a true reset button that's approachable and is actually targeting the source of the anxiety. Because a lot of this anxiety is coming from this dancing estrogen, decreasing progesterone, and then cortisol reaches its little grubby hands in there. And before you know it, you're, you've got this trifecta of feeling like you're just really on this roller coaster of needing wine every night to calm down, needing more coffee than you used to, to wake up and needing sugar every afternoon to keep you out of the 2 PM trenches. Yeah. Yeah. So Stacey, I'm curious, how comfortable were you talking to your friends about like how you were feeling? Did you, is that something you did or were you kind of more or your husband or your family or whatever? Was it something you were talking about or not really? Well, I kind of talk about everything. So, uh, <laughs> and I have three sisters and I'm the oldest. And oh, so no. I have um, talked like a lot to my mom and my sisters. I'm like, because I also wanted to quiz my mom about what her experience was to, mm -hmm. you know, to see, you know, are we similar, whatever, did you have any of these things? And then also my sisters, I'm like, okay, here's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I've been very, I don't know that there's anybody I wouldn't talk to it about. Uh -huh. I, mm -hmm. It's, you know, to me, it's like, okay, this is an easy fix. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing that's crazy about, I think this perimenopause journey is it's so vague. There's so many of these weird little vague symptoms, but they add mm -hmm. up and then they start to impact your life. Yeah. And so I think, and actually one of the classes I, one of my favorite classes I teach is a senior fitness class. And so everybody in there, well, we have two men who come, but mostly it's women ages 62 to 85. Oh, I love and so they are like my, they like teach me about the world and, yes. and I love them. So like I am, a, I'm surrounded by a lot of women on a regular basis who it, it wouldn't even phase me to talk about some of these things with or share my experience and what brought me relief or yeah. you know, different things that that have really helped and and I also think it's just constantly ongoing and like Ellie said as these things continue to shift the symptoms continue to change a little bit but if we kind of do the same basic things to you know try to regulate our blood sugar you know those things I feel like at least I can maybe I maybe have a little bit of a path to fend off the intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so what things did, did help ease your symptoms or make you, you know, maybe help your sleep, help your um, mood, whatever, what, what, what things did you find? Right. So, so the first thing, well, Ellie started me on some very specific supplements okay. based on my results, but um, the, the, for one of the first things she said to me is she said, I want you eating 30 different types of, um, Oh, like fiber, like fibrous food, 30 different types in a week. And she wanted me to write them all down. And I'm like, this is hard. <laughs> How many different vegetables can I eat? And, and then the other big thing she pushed for the fiber, it, it was fiber, you know, beans. So I'm like, 
how many different kinds of beans can I eat? How many different <laughs> vegetables can I eat? And I love beans and vegetables, but I was like writing them down and I'm like, this is, you know, there's a lot of different ways, but again, that was, you know, maximizing my gut and that fiber to help detox and balance and balance my blood sugar and balance my hormones, all those things to get and it all you, out. And so how did that go? Did you get to 30? I did. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So she's PhD level. I sent her her <laughs> diploma a few weeks ago. She is full on Simply Nourished PhD. Yes. Wow. No, it's right. I mean, that's just it. We kind of went back to the basics with Stacey saying, hey, we need estrogen. We need it, need it, need it but we want to use it and then lose it. And so in Stacy's plan of care, we were working on her estrogen metabolization pathways. And that's something that I work on with really everyone who's coming to me for hormone balance is we want to make sure this wild child estrogen who's running around the body, replicating cells, we want to keep her in check just a little bit and give progesterone some time to shine. And so I really love to explain hormones to women as though they're literally people so that you can get to know them and love them, but also understand where to set some boundaries with them. So sweet Stacy is setting some boundaries. She's making sure that her body can metabolize. You want to use it and then lose it with estrogen. And so she's producing estrogen, but then metabolizing it and getting rid of it through the gut and through the liver. And so I'm curious, Stacy, when you started this journey toward this PhD level plant intake, um, what, what, was the first, uh, maybe relief, a symptom relief that you started to experience? Oh, good question. Um, I did notice right away that I slept, like I wasn't waking up during the night as much. Mm -hmm. And when I did wake up, I was easy. It was easier for me to fall back asleep. Um, probably one of the worst symptoms for me was that because Mm -hmm. I kind of have a tendency to have a a little bit of a racing mind anyway, Mm -hmm. especially at bedtime. I think of all the things I need to do. I think of all the things I didn't do. I think of all the things I messed up during the day, which Mm -hmm. what's the point I can't Mm -hmm. fix now, but like, I'm, I have a tendency to do that. And if I would wake up during the night, that cycle would start and I would be up for like Mm -hmm. an hour and a half that stopped. That was probably the first thing that, that I noticed stopping. Um, and then with the, with all that fiber, I was really getting in the bathroom a lot more. Regularity. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, so let's, let's be honest. I mean, so when you yeah. talk about, um, you know, losing the estrogen or, I mean, that's pooping, right, Ellie? Yes, that's what we're looking for. Regularity. Right? So when you are giving your body enough uh, fiber and, and a few new other nutrients that are really important, like sulfur, um, you are allowing your body to digest your estrogen and digestion takes place in the liver. It also takes place in the gut and you also lose some estrogen through sweat. And so, um, the gut piece is usually the forgotten piece. And if your gut is not releasing estrogen, you're just recycling what you produced, but you're also recycling what we get through our our environment. There are a lot of chemicals in our environment that kind of mimic estrogen. So we've got the estrogen we produce, but then we've got this mimicry. And so it's of utmost importance. And everyone I work with in any capacity with hormone balance, I'm helping their gut play the final role in that release of estrogen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that. I've seen that again and again with different, you know, um, 
social media stuff and fiber, 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 like I'm saying like lentil is like, lentils are like the, the legume of the moment right now. Right. Yeah. Lentil is the new kale. <laughs> it's the new kale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Stacey, I need a t-shirt. <laughs> what, 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 what's, what's your favorite fibrous food, Stacy? Yeah. Um, I actually, Hmm. Well, I like, I like most vegetables and beans and most combinations of vegetables and beans. Okay. But I have a tendency now to try to leave raw vegetables on my countertop Okay. and like make deals with myself. Like, okay, there's four pieces of celery and whatever. So I, then as I walk by, I'll, you know, grab, I like raw vegetables. I like the crunch, Yeah. Um, which is also why I like chips. Um, so I'm trying You're to human you, right? um, you know, so the, the texture of raw vegetables, I really like, but I'm not a picky eater. I, okay. so I don't, you know, like I'm not somebody who wouldn't eat something because of X, Y, Z. I would try, okay. I would try anything. So yep. nice, dreamboat. Nice. I told you, Dimity, she's just <laughs> too good to be true. I'm sitting here giving her some, some pretty, pretty hard commands and she jumped right in. It was cool. I love it. As you may have seen in our Instagram stories, Framebridge is my favorite for gifts, both for my work spouse, Dimity, and my husband, Jack. Framebridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints and posters to all those travel photos sitting on your phone. With Father's Day around the corner, Framebridge also makes the perfect gift. In fact, select gifts ship next day. Here's how Framebridge works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com using code AMR. For Dimity's 50th birthday present, I had my daughter draw Dimity in the finish shoot of her Ironman triathlon. Framebridge sent me prepaid packaging that allowed me securely and easily ship the drawing. I tapped Framebridge designers for frame suggestions. I love the simple black frame option. Then Framebridge shipped it directly to Dimity. Easy peasy. For an early Father's Day gift, I had two photos of our son dancing framed. It was so simple to upload the images and, again, have designers recommend the ideal wooden frame. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code AMR to save an additional 15% off your order. Just go to framebridge, yes, that's F-R-A-M-E-B-R-I-D-G-E.com. Use promo code AMR. Framebridge.com, promo code AMR. The other day, my colleague and occasional co-host Katie threw out the term the 100 days of May to refer to the onslaught of end of school year events. Katie said she's exhausted, and I suspect she's not alone. My suggestion for relieving the stress, add Calm to your self-care regimen. We're longtime partners with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel because we believe so ardently in the app. With Calm, you can reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for adults and children. There's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com slash AMR, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. More than 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, and you should too. I love Calm's new movement sessions, five-minute nuggets that you can integrate into your workday to relieve stress or in the evening to wind down, or heck, any time of day. 
The app lets you browse by body parts. You better believe I'm all over the back and spine moves like one titled Flexibility Upper Body. These small moves improve mobility, posture, and alleviate pressure on the joints. It's just what my back needs mid-afternoon after hours at my desk. Calm is offering you an exclusive offer of 40% of a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash AMR. Go to calm.com slash AMR for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash AMR. Come one, come all to Portland to run the Portland Marathon presented by OHSU Health, happening this year on Sunday, October 2nd. I ran the Portland Marathon a dozen years ago, and this is not the same course. The new course is easily, easily 100 times more scenic, showcasing all our wonderful city has to offer, including four epic bridge crossings over the Willamette River, a downtown start and finish, and a tour through our beautiful neighborhoods and past the city's most iconic landmarks. Friendly Portland residents and rowdy Reed College students will cheer you on. The courses for both the full and the half marathon are fast, beautiful, and a fantastic way to experience the Rose City. And how about this? The start-finish line for both courses is 36 feet above sea level, and the maximum course elevation is a mere 178 feet. Making this year's races extra special, it's the 50th anniversary of the Portland Marathon, and AMR will have a booth at the Expo. Be part of this major milestone on October 2nd, 2022. Register at portlandmarathon.com and use code AMR for $10 off registration. Register today. Hustle to portlandmarathon.com and use code AMR for $10 off registration. Well, so Ellie, if someone's listening to this and um, and is looking for that that software upgrade, I mean, is that what you would have them start is looking for? So you said 30 kinds. Is that um, I've seen the number 30 grams of fiber tossed around as a as a daily goal, 25 mm-hmm. to 30. Is that mm-hmm. where you would have people start or is there another place that you also want to mention that seems, I mean, it's not easy to eat that much, but it is accessible, right? Yes, absolutely. So I always like to give princess status and then goddess status. So princess status is getting 30 grams a day, at least. Then when you're ready to go to goddess status, fiber goddess status, you start looking at how many different types of fiber you're getting. And any plant is going to be giving fiber. So Stacy was working on beans, legumes, vegetables, fruits, all the different plants, because the variety of plants is going to build out your microbiome biome and it's your microbiome that helps with the release of that estrogen. So start with princess status. Don't overwhelm yourself. My goal is to always curate a habit that's approachable. And so 30 grams a day, I'm confident most of your listeners are so close to that, but the way that you evaluate if you're close is just pop every plant that you eat into a nutrition calculator. I'm not a huge fan of using those long-term, but for short-term audits, it's a great idea. And, and plants, then, and let's just be just be clear because when I think plants, I think um, spinach and um, and more spinach and arugula. <laughs> so I think green, basically. Yeah, and so yeah. so we've got beans, oats, right? Um, yes. Nuts, nuts, and seeds. Those all have fiber in them. I mean, absolutely. Again, anything I, that's not an animal. Anything that's not an animal. Okay. Anything yeah, that's not so an really, animal is a plant. It gives you a lot of variety. Now you could go, I don't know what the, you know, if there's a middle ground between princess and goddess, but I would love for you to heavily weight those plants toward 
vegetables because of the impact, the anchoring impact vegetables have on your blood sugar. And that's where I always start is blood sugar regulation. If your blood sugar is all over the place, it trickles down to everything. So we are going to be putting the cart before the horse to try to do anything fancy before we do the simple work of anchoring your blood sugar. So to Stacy's point, she's sleeping better. She has better energy. She's pooping better. All the things that are basics as a reflection of blood sugar regulation and fiber intake. So we start there. Well, and and let's not um, minimize how good that feels, right? And I'm not just talking about being regular, but I'm talking about sleeping well and having regular energy. And I think sometimes it's almost like when you are injured, you know, you're like, oh, you know, you finally go back to running again and you're like, okay. And the first few days feel really good. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. running again. And then like day 60, you're like, okay, I'm running, you know, and mm-hmm. then you forget how bad it hurts when you're injured. Right. Right. And so I think, you know, sometimes because it is, you know, it's, it's daily living, it's sleeping, it's pooping, it's, you know, having a smile on your face. Um, when you, you know, most of, most of the time and, uh, it matters, right? It matters, but but I think we overlook it sometimes because we're looking for, you know, that that button push of a of a software upgrade, right? Well, exactly. And I'd say the number one question I get asked, and it's a reflection of exactly what you're saying, is women come to me saying, Why am I doing everything the same? Nothing has changed, but I also see it in my weight. That's a big one that I think we take for granted that in our earlier years before we start our hormones start to shift, you can be doing things maybe more inconsistently and not even have to think about it. But with that inconsistency that you also see it above and beyond sleep and fatigue, you also start to see that in your weight. So just starting with the simplicity of the consistent fiber intake, the consistent plant intake, you also see that shift in food behavior show up metabolically. It's amazing. Nice. Did you experience that, Stacey? I'm just curious. No pressure. Um, yeah, a little bit, you know, I, I kept, I think I kept kind of blaming stuff on the fact that in my early forties, I was racing a lot and I was racing a lot of like, like longer endurance, half Ironman, Ironman marathon. And I'm like, well, no wonder I weighed less. I was working out for 17,000 hours a day, Um, (laughs) but it didn't, that wasn't really, I trained for an ultra two or three years ago, three years ago, probably. And it, I, my body did not respond the same. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm doing all the things I'm working out. I'm doing my strength training. I'm doing all these things and I'm eating well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but my body did not respond the same at all. It was completely different. Yeah. And was that frustrating? Very frustrating. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Like, mm-hmm. Am I just destined to buy the next size up pants or? Yeah, yeah. Well, and so did you, so did you, have you changed your exercise routine? Cause I know you teach your awesome senior class, which you love. Um, you teach spinning classes, you work out on your own. I mean, you, you definitely an energizer bunny. Like, have you adapted your fitness routine at all? Um, or not really? Yeah. So one of the other things that, you know, Ellie and I have talked about multiple times, um, is yeah adding more strength training. So she challenged me at last year or not that long ago to do as much, spend as much time doing strength as I do cardio. Oh, that's a big challenge. Oh. Forget the 30 plants, man. That one is really hard. Yes, right? Because yeah. I love cardio. Yeah, I mean, me too. Yeah. I am a cardio addict. Mm-hmm. Like 
you give me a bike and I will ride forever. You put me out, I will run, I will walk. Yeah. And so I've really had to learn to love strength training. And I, I do, I really enjoy strength training and I've always been a physically strong person. I'm not, you know, I've never had issues, but I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> That was a tough one, but where did you feel it first? I'm curious what you noticed shift as you made that ratio shift in strength to cardio workouts. Probably the thing I noticed the most was the, um, I felt maybe calmer, mm-hmm. maybe not so much like I was a hamster on a wheel. Yeah. There was just a little bit more underlying calm, which nice. makes sense because, you know, I'm not jacking my cortisol up 24 seven. Yeah. Which is my name. That cortisol. Cause we love cardio workouts. I am a cardio queen by nature as swimmer runner, but when I weave in that resistance, um, it's amazing what I see happen to my clients. Hormone panels is that their cortisol, it is just much more, um, we'll just say cortisol keeps, keeps itself in check when you start to make that ratio. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Well, and so we are going to, um, have a little bit of a soft sell here and I want to, um, I want to uh, emphasize that, you know, there's, um, plenty of resources out there, but what we want to do is have a conversation about perimenopause, similar to what we're having now, but also have, but have it be a conversation, not just Ellie is definitely going to teach. Um, we're having, bringing in some other experts to teach as well, um, to teach about exercise, um, during perimenopause and also talk about hormone therapy. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself though. We're, we're launching a program. It's called Talking Perimenopause, a six week salon. Um, it starts on May 30th, which is Memorial Day. Um, and it goes uh, for six weeks, which um, brings us to July 10th. Um, and Ellie, you want to talk a little bit about um, why we came up with this? I mean, we're really excited about it and it's a little bit different than the other flavors of programs we do together, right? Absolutely. So I think the most powerful invitation for me into building something out like this is because this is the piece of the puzzle that I see makes such a big difference in the transformative care. When I can open up a conversation with someone about their hormones, teach them exactly what is happening, introduce them to estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, and draw it out for them. This is the piece of the puzzle that I am most passionate about in my private practice. And it's the piece of the puzzle that we haven't yet been able to weave into the tapestry of, of program formation with AMR. So I'm just very excited. And because perimenopause is as nebulous as we say it is, I, I believe it's best suited for an invitation into a conversation. So we're going to kick our time off with me getting really geeky. So Stacy, prepare yourself to hear me reiterate what I was freaking out in excitement about teaching you. We're going to open up our conversation around what is happening as your hormones shift and what needs to just be tracked and what you need to tune into to make sure you're in sync with your body. And then week after week, we're going to dissect the most powerful pain points I hear time and time again in my practice. And I'm dedicated to teaching. This is where my geeky background in biochemistry is going to shine. And this is really what brought me into the world of women's wellness is I used to work in pediatrics right out of grad school. And I found that I really wanted 
to impact the family by making sure the, the mom of the household was feeling her best. And by working with the mom and helping the mom understand her hormones and what's shifting and what's happening, that was a game changer to the entire family unit. So by default, I was working with the kiddos. So. <laughs> there you go. I love right? it. I love it. Yeah. So, yes. So we divided um, the, the topics into six weeks. You know, we're going to do everything from balancing blood sugar, um, navigating night sweats and hot flashes, stress management, getting, trying to get that cortisol coming down. Like I said, exercise, we are going to dive, do a deep, deeper dive into fiber. Um, we're going to talk about hormone therapy. Um, and again, like we are definitely going to give you the education and the, the talking, uh, the talking points that you need and the materials that you need, but it's also a place for you to come in and say, like, like Stacy said, well, I get my period on the regular, so I'm not in perimenopause, right? Oh yeah. In fact you are, but here's, you know, so having, having a little bit of individualization, um, as much as we can in a, in a group setting, right, Ellie? Yes. And very specific habits to practice. So this is the thing that I think is maybe a little bit of a frustration. A lot of a frustration is, uh, when you go to do your own research around what to be practicing, what to do differently, you can just jump into a deep end of yes. facts and figures and overhauls. And I just know in having seen this play itself out for the last 10 years, I've been in practice that doesn't work. You need something very specific to practice something very approachable. And that's what this this six weeks is dedicated to. Are we going to transform everything in six weeks? No, but you're going to understand really targeted habits that are really uh, most compatible with the source of the issue because you'll understand the source of the issue much better. You won't just be thrown a habit that you're going to blindly follow because I told you to. I am in the business of helping women become the CEO of their own bodies. And this conversation is around empowering women to take ownership and to be able to explain to their friends out on a run what's happening with estrogen and progesterone. I was, you know, in working with Stacy, imagining her freaking out in excitement, telling her friends all about what's actually going on. And that's really what we're doing, Dimity, is we are, we're starting a conversation that's going to have such a ripple effect into the community of women. I love it. I love it. And that's the other thing too. I really want to make that clear is that, um, you know, these, these habits that you're going to teach are first of all, the most probably that lay the biggest layer as far as mm -hmm. being effective, because that is one thing, like, as I, you know, kind of felt like I was losing my mind, right? I texted a couple friends and she's like, well, you know, I really like the book, The Menopause Manifesto. And I actually owned the book at that point. And I was like, I do too, but gosh, it's really hard for me to, to distill. I mean, it's a thick book to distill what I need to take from this to hit my exact issues, right? Um, so I just, I, I love the, the, the hands-on accessibility of it and the simplicity of it. That's really um, what is going to, I think, be a game changer for a lot of us. So I am excited. So again, um, it's going to, it's called Talking Mer talking Perimenopause. I will link to it in our show notes. Um, it's, you can find it at anothermotherrunner.com backslash perimenopause. There's a, um, a URL title I thought of maybe I'd never say. <laughs> um, it starts on uh, May 30th. And, um, and we hope that you can join us. Um, so Stacy, I'm curious what, um, I, so what's for lunch, two questions, what's for lunch today and did you do strength today or are you going huh. to? Yeah, I'm going to do strength right after I'm done here. I have no clue what's for lunch today. Okay. Um, my daughter, who's a junior in high school, usually comes home for lunch. So I usually dream something up 
if I'm home and today I'm, I'm home today. So nice. I'll be probably while I'm doing my strength, dreaming up what's for lunch, Yeah, but Does usually she- it, it usually it involves a salad and she likes salad too. So does she like but- beans too? Not as much as me, I don't think. <laughs> like there she goes with beans again. I love to make them in the Instapot because it's so easy to do. I just have all different kinds of dried beans, and then I just pop them in the Instapot. And I'm always making big batches. And my family doesn't like the way they smell. <laughs> like, oh, she's blame it on me, Stacy. Say this is Ellie's making me do this. <laughs> yeah, yep, I can be your scapegoat for sure. Okay, great. <laughs> That's like the smell of roasted broccoli around these parts. My, my family does not like that. Um, and I'm curious, strength, when you say you're going to do strength, I'm just like, give us just a snapshot of what, like, is, is it, tell us what you do. Um, so if I'm on a structured running plan and like a lot of times I've done, you know, AMR's training plans, which, yeah. which I love, which I'm starting another one again in June, but right now I'm not on one. So I will today probably either grab um, a recorded many happy miles one okay, um, strength workout that you've done. Um, or I also have um, a Peloton, nice. um, the Peloton app. So if I'm like, oh, okay, I saw somebody really liked, like last night, I hadn't felt like I didn't do enough strength. So I did a 20 minute glutes and legs on the Peloton. And I'm like, okay, I feel good. So approachable. I have 20 minutes. I think that was the thing for me for so long that I felt like I had to really just cram in a nice and long 45 minute hour long swim or run or bike. And what I love about the resistance piece is you can just plug it in and get a really hard workout in 20 minutes. And that's what I found too. Like, especially with strength, like you can tell me to go out and run for an hour and I'll go out and run for an hour. But if you tell me to do strength for a solid hour, I might buck you a little bit. So, but if I can break it up, if I can do a half hour here and then 20 minutes later, and then maybe a 10 minute core workout or something later, it's like not a big deal. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks you ladies. Um, look forward to, um, to crossing paths with you again soon. Um, Ellie, I will see you at the talking perimenopause, uh, salon that starts on May 30th. Stacy, I'm sure our paths will cross, um, sooner than later. So thank you both for sharing your insight and, um, and have a great weekend. Oh, you too.